Hey, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to Life Mastery Decoded, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality with mind mastery, emotional management, and meditation. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey, ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode, where I hope I find you with a very broad perspective of the challenges in your life. If you don't have a broad perspective in the challenges of your life, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. So today uh, we have the cone of death on the dog, (laughs) the lampshade on her head. This is our bigger dog, Juju, who's about 55 pounds. And she's got some sort of a little something in between her toes of her front foot. And of course, if you have a dog or a pet, you know that if they do have some sort of injury, we have to do what we can to prevent them from excessively paying attention to the injury. And so she has this cone on her head. And so I was outside doing some projects, you know, uh, that's beautiful Saturday morning. And I noticed that she was not really seeing very well out of the side. So it's kind of, if you've seen, you've seen these before. And so they're a little bit frosted. They're kind of clear, but they're not obviously crystal clear. And so she's having kind of a hard time seeing from, you know, her periphery anyway. And so she's kind of banging into some things. And so we went out in the backyard where it's a big wide open space so she can kind of be distracted from wearing it and get used to wearing it. And now we're back in the house and she's kind of hanging her head low and giving me the puppy dog eyes, like, please take this off my head. So this kind of brought me to looking at our own lives and our own challenges Because just like I ask from stage, raise your hand if you have a problem right now. Well, yes, we do. We always do. And it's very rare or it's a very short period of time where you might not raise your hand and be like, listen, I don't have a problem for this second. Don't talk to me about it. Let me just relish in this moment. It doesn't last very long, though, does it? And today I want to talk about when we do have a challenge and we do have a problem in our life is how we look at the problem. I will tell you firsthand, it is my experience that when I have a problem is I spend more time focusing on the actual problem and how it's affecting me. So woe is me, I have a problem, look at how it's affecting me, and then I go off into some rant about the actual um, effect that the problem is having on me. So what I want to do today in this podcast is try to shift things where we see that there's a problem and then we immediately move into solution mode. But first, let's look at the problem as neutral as possible. And that's hard for us to do as we have many emotions that tend to get us in a little bit of trouble. I don't know about you, but it gets me into a little bit of trouble is that I, I... let my emotions dictate my mood. I let my emotions dictate my relationships. And I let the emotions dictate my problem-solving ability, which is pretty much nil. So let's look at something that you have a problem, you have a challenge in your life, is take the challenge, and if you have to, just to get yourself objective, get yourself out of the emotional state and into a logical state, or at least a more logical state. Put the problem on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard or uh, on a foggy mirror. It doesn't matter. Just so you could see it as itself. Then ask yourself, what is the problem exactly? 
Now that's, that's hard. That right there is a big perspective shift. So let's say you have heard me talk about my backyard and it, my whole entire backyard is surrounded by neighbors. We all share fence. So there's one, two, three, four neighbors and around my whole backyard. So my whole back, the directly behind us, there's a property split where there's two neighbors that kind of share my back fence. And then there's a neighbor on the left side and the right side. Every single one of these neighbors, including myself, we all have dogs. And we have put up privacy fences to kind of prevent the dogs from really seeing each other. And then there's, you know, they run up along the fence. And um, Zoe, our littlest one, uh, ended up having back surgery because she's running up along the fence, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with Juju. Well, anyway, Zoe stopped and Juju didn't and railroaded Zoe. And I have tried to work with my neighbor, you know, to try to have her call off her dog and not continue to allow this running back and forth behavior and because someone's going to get hurt. And she was less than responsive. Matter of fact, she would just allow it to happen. And sometimes I like just having the dogs outside and I could be up on the deck or I could be, you know, doing some projects. So I didn't always have my eyes on them. So this was a really bad scene that happened. So as it's a problem, I want to look at the actual problem. So is the problem my neighbor? Is the problem my neighbor or is the problem my dogs? So I need the dogs to listen to me, right? Well, but if I'm not out there, if I'm not out there and I don't see that they're running back and forth or I don't get there quick enough, then it doesn't matter if they listen to me or not. Like I want it to be this where I don't have to be involved. They just know that this is poor behavior. Oh, okay. So if I know that they think it's poor behavior, well, then maybe what I'll do is teach them that this behavior is not acceptable. So where's the actual problem? The actual problem is the lack of training. Okay, so if the problem is lack of training, then how does that, what does that mean for me? Well, then I need to learn how to train them that this behavior is not okay ever. Like just ignore the dogs in the neighbor's yard. Okay, now what I'm doing is taking the problem and standing back a little bit and looking at it objectively. Because so many times I could sit here and go, well, it's because my neighbor has a dog. Yes, your neighbor has a dog. I can't control what everybody has. I can't control what everyone's doing in their yards. I, I can only control my own behavior and my own knowledge and my own execution of that knowledge. So if I stand back and go, okay, so now I realize that this is about me and I can train the dogs not to do that. I could hire a trainer. So now I'm moving into brainstorming mode. I could hire a trainer. I could read some books. I could take a course. I could train myself to train them. I could take the dogs to, you know, some sort of like a obedience school or class or something like that. So there's lots of things I can do. Well, at the end of the day, how do I feel about my problem? Well, if I've done this process correctly, I feel pretty empowered. Instead, I could, I could, on the other hand, I could stay here for years and years and years, constantly blame and berate my neighbor. I could call her names. I could call the police. I could spit at her dog. I mean, I could do all these things, but what does that actually do? Well, it doesn't solve the problem, does it? So what I want to do is sort of solve the problem, but I want to get to a place where I'm empowered as these challenges come up. So let's take something of yours. So take a challenge that you have. Find a piece of paper or something that you could write on and write the actual problem on the piece of paper. 
and you can put it at the top of the page. What is the actual problem? The actual problem, like with my dogs, the actual problem is that the dogs run up along the fence and someone's going to get hurt, period. That's a problem, okay? Now, do what you can to broaden your perspective about the problem, meaning let's look at all areas of the actual problem. Can I look at this objectively? Let's say it's nobody's fault. You know, trying to figure out a math equation is nobody's fault. It's a challenge, it's a math problem. So let's look at it without emotion. Once we can do that, then let's see um, if the problem is ours. Then ask yourself, this is a really important question to realize if the problem belongs to you or if it's somebody else's problem to solve. I certainly have enough problems on my own. I don't need to solve everyone else's problem, you know, on the, on the planet. That's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of energy output for me. Unless, of course, you make a business doing that. All right. So ask, what would happen to me if this problem doesn't get solved? What would happen to me if this problem doesn't get solved? So here's, here's an example. Let's say Cameron is... Um, Let's say Cameron is playing soccer and I'm constantly reminding him to take his cleats. So for practice after school, let's just pretend, okay? He doesn't play soccer, but let's just pretend. So I'm constantly reminding him and nagging him to bring his cleats to school and he constantly forgets. So on the 37th day of school, he calls me and says, hey, Jen, uh, I forgot my cleats. Can you bring them to school? I'm going to put pause on this right now and I'm going to say, okay, how does this affect me if this problem doesn't get solved? It doesn't because I'm not the one who has soccer practice, right? And I've also reminded him and I've tried to equip him with, you know, maybe making a note or pack your stuff the day before, make sure your cleats go back in your bag and there they are sitting by the door and out the door he goes without his cleats. So unpause. I then say to Cameron, I'm really sorry, honey, but I'm not going to bring you your cleats today. Now, he's going to throw a fit, and he's going to be, wait, what? I can't practice in that grass without my cleats. And I said, well, then you should have remembered to bring them. I've been trying to help you to remember, blah, blah, blah. Okay, love you. Have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so at the end of the day, him forgetting his cleats does not have an effect on me and my day personally. Is he my son? Yes. Do I want to end all of his suffering? Of course I do. How do we end someone else's suffering? We allow them to go through their life just like we did to solve problems. If I take all of his suffering away, he never understands how to problem solve because my 37 times of nagging him never solved the problem, did it? That doesn't work. So we have to stop doing that. Now, this isn't a parenting class, but this is a way for us to realize whose problem it is. So then, lo and behold, he comes home from school and he says, that was the worst soccer practice of my life. And I said, why is that? And he goes, I just couldn't get any speed or grip because I didn't have my cleats. And I say, okay, what do you think you're going to do? And he goes, I'm going to put them in my bag right now and I'm never going to forget again. And guess what? He doesn't. I've told this, I've told a story similar to that that actually did happen at daycare about this, this little girl who was, she was probably four or five at the time. And she constantly would forget her mittens at daycare. And Carrie, who's the owner of the daycare, would constantly say, here, you just go into the lost and found and grab these mittens. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I said, we're not doing that anymore. I said, she can go outside for recess. It's not, you know, it's not bitter, bitter cold. And even still, she has a hat. She has a big winter coat. She can just put her hands in her pocket. So she comes in from recess outside. Of course, her hands are cold. And she's just like, 
That was miserable. I hated that, right? But guess what? She never forgot her mittens again. So we can stand back and say, let's end the suffering for everybody. And I say, let the suffering go ahead and happen at this natural pace, as long as everybody is safe. I'm not saying teach your kids not to cross the road without looking and just let them do it and get hit by a car. Obviously, we are keeping our kids safe. Cameron is safe. He's just going to be a little bit miserable and unhappy that he doesn't have his cleats. But what this does is this immediately moved him into problem solving. I can't help him problem solve if I solve his problems for him. If I spend my whole life tying his shoes for him, he's never going to learn to tie his own shoes. Do you understand that? Okay. This is quite brutal, but this is a big deal. I want to be empowered to solve my own problems. I don't live with my parents anymore. Nobody is solving my problems for me. So now this is a way that I can implement these tools to really, really get in my own head and find a solution. So if the problem still becomes mine, so like the dogs, for example, if the problem still becomes mine, well, I care for these dogs. I am their owner. I have this responsibility of keeping them safe. And I can't, I can't have Juju railroading Zoe. So yes, this becomes my problem. So then if that's the case, then you move on to the next question is what are some funny ways I could solve this problem? Now, why do I say funny? We're going to brainstorm some really ridiculous ways to solve the problem. Ridiculous because what this is going to do is it's going to lighten the mood, your emotional state about the problem. Because if I'm trying to solve a money problem or a weight problem or uh, a relationship issue, our emotions are usually pretty low. We're upset, we're angry, we're mad, we're pissed off, we're depressed, we're overwhelmed. All of those emotions are never going to help you find a solution. So let's figure out a way to find a solution. But first, remember, we have to raise our emotions, our emotional level, our vibration, get up the scale so we can see it from a higher perspective. I can't see from a higher perspective if I'm down in a three where I created the problem. Okay. So let's look at funny ways. Well, I say that we, we freeze in front of the fence. So then there is no possible way that they could get a running start. They would just be slip sliding on the ice. Okay. It's ridiculous. I know obviously in the summer you can't do that. Right. I know, but it's just funny. I say we, we move. I say we move to Alaska and, and buy 14,000 acres of property and live by nobody. I say we get a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex and we eat the small dog that lives next door that, and the neighbor that causes all the problems. Okay, so all I'm doing is just trying to conjure up crazy ways that kind of lighten the mood and make us think ridiculously. This is doing two things. One, it's getting us up the vibrational scale because now I'm laughing about things, or now I'm thinking of ridiculous ways um, to, to solve this problem that are bringing me up the vibrational scale. And two, it is getting me out of that negative emotional state and allowing me to have a little bit more fun with the, with the problem and finding the solution. Okay? So as we have this lightened state, now you'll be able to, as you're brainstorming, you will be able to find solutions. You'll be like, oh, how about Amy and I put up a privacy fence? We'll just do it on some day and we'll go to the thing. I'll get in the car right now and go over there and see what I can find for privacy fences and we'll put up our own. Let's figure out what that, that would be fun. 
Let's do that. And plus, it's going to block out some of the wind. I won't have to see her in her backyard. Then it'll block the dogs. They'll be able to smell each other, but they won't be able to see each other. So it will definitely limit the running up and down the fence. I'm like, oh, that could be really fun. And it adds value to my property. Bingo. Perfect. And that's what we did. Now, then the running just started to happen on the other side of the yard with their two dogs. And we just, well, let's go get another privacy fence. And we're going to do the, the, the side yard, this, the left side of the yard. So what this did was it allows me to move. It, it, first of all, it allows me to take, um, take control of my problem-solving technique. It allows me to get into a solution-based um, emotional state. But then it allows me to raise my vibration and find solutions that work. If you need some help with this, I encourage you to come over to our Lady Rising group. This is a Facebook group. Type in Lady Rising. Tell us you came in through the podcast and the member questions and tell us what your problems are. Tell us what your challenges are and allow us to brainstorm funny ideas with you and help you to raise your vibration, find those solutions and become empowered in your daily, daily problems that surface in your life. Hope to see you soon. If you liked this episode, please share this with three of your friends. And if you like this episode and look forward to future episodes, please consider making a small monthly donation to help support this podcast. If you're looking for a community to join and have more access to me, then consider joining one of my communities. Chakras for Beginners is an energy-based community that is highly active and growing every day. Lady Rising is a sistership community where the focus is on spiritual support and empowerment. We hold monthly calls and talk about topics just as like today's episode. We also have an online store where we can meet your meditation and chakra needs with products for your journey. You can visit us at www.themeditationroomtc.com. Thank you for joining me and being a valued listener.